your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on the iOS App Store and join me tomorrow before the game at 4.30 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And as always, follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and on Facebook at the Locked on Hurricanes podcast. And you can find myself on Twitter and Locker Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. In today's episode, I'm joined by managing editor of SB Nation's Canes Country. We talk about Game 2 last night, as well as looking ahead to Game 3, um, and what the Hurricanes need to do there, um, as well as a little bit of Star Wars talk as well. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey there, Kaniacs. Today, I am joined by managing editor from SB Nation's Canes Country, Andrew, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing afternoon? well, Jared. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. I'm doing well. A little tired. Uh, I was yeah. dealing with uh, overnight construction at my store last night, so <laughs> a little tired, but we'll manage, uh, as I always do here on Locked on Hurricanes, giving the Kaniacs what they want. Uh, but last night uh, was, uh, how would you say, I would say a bit frustrating. Um, the Hurricanes dropped game two to the Tampa Bay Lightning um, at home. They lost two to one again. Uh, but, you know, this was a game where the Hurricanes didn't necessarily play bad. Uh, one thing I felt that in this series going in and now seeing it in these first two games was that small mistakes that they were able to get away with against Nashville, um, they're not able to give it up get away with with Tampa and Tampa really uh, brings those mistakes to the forefront. Is that something you feel the same way with? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, last night, especially in the first period, I know, you know, the Hurricanes, some of their decision-making with their passing wasn't good, you know, whether it was yeah. passing out of good opportunities in the offensive zone, defensive zone turnovers, and you're right. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is a completely different beast from Nashville and you know you look you looked at the Nashville series and thought okay the Hurricanes are going to have to play a lot better in this series and while I I completely agree with you I, I don't necessarily think that the Hurricanes have been been bad but I don't think they've kind of hit that level that they were going to need to hit to be able to beat Tampa Bay in this series yeah I agree there because I do feel uh heading into the series I talked about it with uh, the host of Locked on Lightning uh, and Sam Previtt from Bleacher Report and Pucker Up Sports that I felt both teams were very evenly matched. Um, and I do agree with Rod when he said, you know, postgame, he didn't feel that the team was getting outmatched and outplayed um, because these teams are both really, really good. Uh, they split the regular season series. Obviously, postseason is completely different than uh the regular season and plus when your opponents 17 million dollars over the cap now 
um because you know they threw two superstars back in i mean yeah and plus i had to get that cap circumvention joke in there but uh yeah what will it take for the hurricanes to get to that next level you know, I, th- I think the Hurricanes, you know, I t- they have made a few mistakes, but really defensively, if you look at it, like, they're not giving up much. Like, they're not giving up waves of chances against Alex mm-hmm. Nedeljkovic. Um, yeah. They really have not seen much from Tampa Bay's star players. The flip side of that is we haven't seen anything from the Hurricanes' star players either. Yeah, that and was going to be what I talked about next. I, I, I mean, I think you have to start there. You have to find a way to get Sebastian Ajo, Tevo Teravainen, and Andre Svechnikov going. You know, maybe that goal that Svechnikov um, scored at the end of game two gives him a lift because especially with, you know, Rod Brindamore said, Nito Niederreiter will probably not play in this series. Didn't have really a concrete update on Vincent Trocek last night. Should get that um, actually just within the next – probably a few minutes here i think they're doing their morning availability um mm-hmm. but it, it from what he said last night it sounded like at the very least they're not going to have vincent trocek for game three but they've just they've got to find a way to make it tougher on andre vasilevsky and i, I know that kind of sounds like a cliche but if you watch game one in the first period especially i thought vasilevsky was great i thought in that game you know you're, you're justified in saying well you know we we did a lot but vasilevsky was just better last night i I felt like Vasilevsky was good, not great. I can't remember really like a wow save that he made. I think the Hurricanes' best chance was probably – well, not probably. It was the Martin Natchez miss shorthanded. Oh, yeah, where Vaz uh, threw a stick at Natchez. Yeah. You, you've, you've just got to find a way to make it. You know, like in the first period, again, I, I keep going back to – there were a lot of times where – in the offensive zone, the Hurricanes looked like they had a decent opportunity and overpassed and ended up with a poor shooting angle. You know, almost looked like they were looking for that perfect play against Vasilevsky. And, I, I, you know, I think you've got to simplify it a little bit. If you've got a good shooting opportunity, take it. It feels like we've all been saying this ad nauseum, but you have to get in front of him, get traffic in front of him. If he can see it, especially from the outside, he's going to stop it. So that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, they just have to find a way to generate more offense, finish the chances that they do get, and find those ways of taking those good shots, getting that traffic in front to get more quality chances. Yeah, I remember uh, when myself and the host from Locked on Lightning, uh, Adam, were hosting or doing a crossover. You know, I asked him, you know, what can we do to get past Vasilevsky because he is phenomenal. Uh, he said, if you can rattle him early, you'll be good. Um, and the Hurricanes haven't done that. That offense hasn't woken up. Um, and now with Vincent Trocek and you know, Niederreiter potentially being out for the rest of the series, that's really going to hurt that offense. And even more so, we're going to need our, guy, our top guys to step it up. We can't be the Toronto Maple Leafs and have our top guys just be completely non-existent. Um, and, you know, while, again, you know, our defense has been great, you know, you got to score more than one goal to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and I did agree with Trip Tracy on what he said uh, in the post-game radio broadcast. Of, you know, you just got to take it baby steps and take it one game at a time and just focus on game three. Um, and 
now talking about game three, what are some things you want to see from the Carolina Hurricanes in game three? Any predictions, any people you want to see break out and whatnot? Well, I think you have, again, you have to find a way to get that top three of Ajo, Svechnikov, and Teravainen going. Um, even though that's going to hurt your depth probably even more with Trocek and Niederreiter out, uh, your depth's going to take a hit there no matter what you do. So I would look at maybe loading up that SAT line, seeing if that gets those three going and gets you some offense that you need and they can kind of carry that load a little bit. You know, I, I, I think that Rod Brindamore is correct that the Hurricanes have been right there and they're not being outmatched. Yeah. And But I also don't think this is a situation where you can be like, all right, we just stay the course and keep doing what we're doing. You know, good things are going to happen. It, you can't really do that in a playoff series anyway. And I, I feel like there, there's a just – I mean, obviously you're going to need to put somebody in for Trojek anyway. I would look at more – I would go with Morgan Geeky for that. He's a guy who's given you an offensive spark in the past. The thing I really think that I want to see – and that hasn't made a ton of sense to me in this postseason is I would like to see Jake Gardner in the lineup. Yeah. I I thought that he played well in game two against Nashville. I didn't really understand their uh, reason to take him out. But especially now, when you're struggling to generate offense, well, you've got a guy who's, who's very good at breaking the puck out and moving up the ice, very good at connecting on stretch passes, uh, very good at holding the zone and running the point on power play too. So I think that that's – while the defense hasn't been bad, I think that maybe swapping a Jake Bean for a Jake Gardner is something that could give the Hurricanes a lift here. With um, Trocek and Natchez uh, both potentially being out for the rest of the series. You mean and, Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, sleepy brain here. Yeah. Um, do you think we could see uh 11-7 type situation? and Jake Gardner and Jake Bean both play? I would I would lean away from that. I, I mean, would I, too. I wouldn't rule it out, but that, that's never seemed to work. You end up – seems like every time Rod Brindamore does that, you end up with the seventh defenseman barely playing, and then you're kind of like, okay, well, why did we do this? Why not just play an extra forward, even if they're not going to play a ton and balance out the forward lines a little bit? Um, so while we – could I guess see that I feel like there's enough evidence that that really doesn't work out well and I would like to think that that's not a direction Rod Brindamore would want to go and I'm I'm very much a must-win game this episode is brought to you by Locker Room Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked on Hurricanes once a week, and that means, yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll, fan, you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Hurricanes podcast through our locker room conversations. So be sure to join me this week as I'll be hosting a room tomorrow before the game at 4.30 p.m. 
and go download the free Locker Room app now, currently only available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Be sure to follow me at JaredEllis underscore 96, same as my Twitter handle, to be notified of when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. So again, I will be going live tomorrow or Thursday before the game at 4.30 p.m. So make sure to download the Locker Room app so you can hear all of my thoughts on the Carolina Hurricanes. See you there. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. As you longtime listeners know, you guys know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And for you new folks, you may be asking yourself, what is Built Bar? Well, again, it is the best tasting protein bar ever. And Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. And those nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my all-time favorite, greatest of all time, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And regardless of what flavor you get, all bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are also low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So they're great for the health conscious individual. They are also great for keto diets. I know those are a big thing right now. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, I I do agree with you there. Um, I I wouldn't want to see it, but again, I'm also not ruling it out. Um, And, you know, you did mention, yeah, this is definitely a must-win game. Um, What... Well, no, I already asked you that. Uh, well, um, you know, what are some things that the Hurricanes are doing well um, this postseason? Not just you know in the uh, Tampa series, but postseason as a whole. What are some things they are doing well and strengths they need to play into to uh, win this must-win game on Game Three? So I think. Number one, you do want to stay out of the box against Tampa Bay's power play. But I will say, um, you know, obviously they gave up the power play goal in game one. But on the whole, and especially in game two, the Canes power play against this Tampa penalty kill, or excuse me, the Canes penalty kill against this Tampa power play, I've got sleepy brain too. Um, And again, going back to the first round against Nashville, what they did, I think the Hurricanes penalty kill has been – really phenomenal in this postseason yeah. and, and they're going to need it to continue to be that with both teams really because it's not like again it's not like Tampa is getting waves at five on five the difference is that they're capitalizing on the mistakes and the chances that they get and the Hurricanes really are not in order to keep this close and find a way to get back in the series you can't have the Tampa Bay power play all of a sudden converting and clicking on all cylinders if that, if that happens you're done so I think that and, and again, you know, I think at five on five, it's not the Hurricanes, especially in that game last night. They didn't they didn't really give up a ton. I mean, you get you've got a weird screenshot that takes a bounce in that the Lightning get, and then you have the one mistake that Brady Shea does make in the third period that leads to a goal. Um, obviously, again, in a series as tight, those are going to be magnified. But mm-hmm. I think defensively at five on five, the Hurricanes have played really well. It's so. That obviously needs to continue. I mean, you need to find a way to score, but especially 
if these games are going to be this tight, you have to keep finding that way for what you're doing for defending Tampa and shutting their stars down and keeping them from getting a ton of chances. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, before I get into my special question that I have just for you, uh, Alex Ndokovic, um, he, we talked about him a lot here on this show recently. Uh, I love the kid. Um, even though I call him a kid and he's a few months older than me. Um, but he has taken over as the Hurricanes starter this postseason. Peter and James both haven't seen any time. James hasn't even suited up. Everyone kind of knows James is going to be out. You know, he's the odd man out of this three-goalie system. But moving forward to next season and beyond, um, Ned is an RFA. Peter is a UFA. I'm pretty much guaranteed, you know, Ned is going to get protected in the expansion draft. Um, and I don't see Seattle picking up Peter. Uh, but, you know, next season, do you feel Ned is going to be the number one guy? Um, or is it going to be a flip-flop type thing? Or how do you see this goalie situation moving forward, if Peter even comes back? Yeah, I think the Hurricanes, I think Ned has certainly earned being that number one guy going into next yeah. season. I mean, with his play in this postseason, with his play down the stretch, I, I think he's the Hurricanes goalie in the future. The one thing I would caution about is we've all seen that goaltending from year to year can be pretty volatile. And the sample size that we have on Ned and the NHL still is not huge. So I would caution against like going into the season of like, all right, he's our number one. And, you know, having like a clear cut backup Who's not like, I, I think you go, you can go into the season with Ned as your number one, but I think you need another guy that you're comfortable giving in an 82 game season, 30, 35 starts to, whether that's Peter Morazic or someone else. I would at least talk to Peter Morazic about it and see oh, yeah, if that's something sure. he's comfortable with coming back. Um, you know, especially with some of the injuries that he's had this year, there may not be a ton out there for him on the open market and another season with the hurricanes to be healthy and play well. And then look at that might work out. Now he may not be happy about the fact that he hasn't gotten a chance to play in this postseason. He may be, have been expecting to given yeah. the way that he played when he was healthy this year, he may want to go find, see if he can find somewhere where he can be a clear cut number one. And that's fine. That's his right. If that's what he wants. Um, and I think he's shown this year that he can be that. From a hurricane standpoint, I would look at, in terms of getting that guy that you're comfortable with being that, you know, maybe a little heavier workload backup or even one beat into Velkovic, he would obviously be my first choice because he's a guy you know. And I could, I could honestly see it being a situation of something like where maybe Peter, not, well, not July 1 because the Stanley Cup final is going to be in July. So whatever – free agency opens and, you know, maybe Peter is not re-signed with the Hurricanes and he wants to go out and look at the market and see what opportunities and stuff are there. And then maybe if he doesn't find that num clear-cut number one role or find that deal that he wants, he circles back to the Hurricanes. But, yeah, I would – I think Nadelkovic is your guy, but I think you need, at least at this point, again, with the sample size not being – overwhelming you need at least a little bit of a safety net behind him yeah i agree um one thing i've said is uh you know ned when it comes time to resign give him 
like a bridge deal, maybe two, three years, uh, maybe four or five million max. Not give him a nice pay raise. He's obviously earned it, but don't right. give him super crazy Jordan Bennington, Mark Andre Fleury type money. Don't give him that. He hasn't earned that yet because he hasn't been the number one guy for a full, full, full season, not just a you know, shortened COVID season. Um, and then, yeah, if he still performs, um, you know, well on that bridge deal, then once that's up, he gets the big fat payday. Um, and hopefully, if you're the Hurricanes too, do doing a bridge deal like that takes you through the flat cap years with him. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I think that'd be something they consider and you know talk about during negotiations as well. Um, and then with Peter, I could definitely see him being a bit frustrated, you know, because he thought he was probably going to play, but Ned, you know, kind of took over. Um, so I could definitely see Peter just be like, you know, I'll, I want to go see what's out there. Um, but I could also see you know, the Hurricanes being like, you know, for their backup situation, they want someone who knows the system and can play well um, for them, and that is definitely Peter. Um, one thing I do feel with Peter, he may have kind of hit his ceiling as a starter, um, whereas Ned, we're just now starting to see him. So I feel that's one thing the Hurricanes will take into consideration. I don't feel Peter will get a super long-term deal, super giant deal. Um, like I know he may want, he may want that big fat payday, but I really just don't see that coming for him. So that'll be interesting to see come free agency. And again, yeah, I hate it with J- with James. Yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. He's a good goalie. He got us a lot of wins this season, but he's just kind of odd man out here. Yeah, and I, I well, and I think he'll be able to find a backup job somewhere. He's he's still a decent NHL backup goalie. I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, and frankly, you know, say things go south with Peter, they may just bring back James too. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that. That's definitely that guy. That if you go into the season with Nedeljkovic as your clear cut number one, Reimer is a guy that I think you absolutely can be comfortable giving that 30, 35 starts to, and maybe even you know starting a couple games in a row if Nedeljkovic has a rough patch and needs to, you know, sit out and refresh for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's definitely worth bringing back. I just I just don't know if they will. Uh, but for you, there is only one place that we here at the Locked On Podcast Network trust to do our online sports betting, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now you guys know me. You guys know that I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships, and day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, 
you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 adversary fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Get all the latest sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you're also a big Star Wars fan. Yes. And uh, one thing I've been enjoying, I've seen your tweets, I know you're enjoying, is the Bad Batch. Yes. Now... Let's pluck the Hurricanes roster and just make them clones. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, who would be your bad batch from the Carolina Hurricanes? All right. Well, Wrecker is absolutely Jordan Martinuk. He is in there to have a good time, cause some chaos, just happy all the time. He that That's... That's who I'm going with. Um, I'm assuming you probably don't want me to do crosshair. No, you can. The, um, I figured that'd probably be like former Hurricanes, you know, give, I, yeah, you know the, someone on Nashville. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could go. Um, you could definitely go Eric Hollow with crosshair because um, he is a pretty good shooter and he is one that's obviously. Uh, He's one that turns back on the Hurricanes. Turn, so. turn villain. Well, I mean, that's not. I mean, like the Hurricanes traded him, so that's uh, not know. perfect yeah, comparison. But um, I mean, I think you Hunter, you go with Jordan Stahl. He's he's the yeah. leader. He's um he's the one who's going to got to get everyone else centered and focused on what they really need to do and keep them driving forward. Right, so I've done Hunter and Wrecker. I need Echo and Tech. Tech, maybe Dougie Hamilton. Just because you know we know he's smart, um, likes like museums and intellectual things, and techs of want someone with a very great knowledge of a lot of different things. So I would I would probably go Dougie Hamilton there. Echo is the interesting one because he's he's like half machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Jacob Slavin just because he's so he's so good and so precise and so very rarely makes a mistake like he doesn't take penalties he really doesn't turn the puck over much you can almost call him a machine on the blue line yeah I can definitely see that um, 
for me, you know, I definitely had a lot of the same picks. Uh, uh, for Hunter, definitely Jordan Stahl. Um, uh, for Tech, I personally had Tavo. Um, I just think, you know, with yeah. the way uh, Tech, you know, is just so smart and, you know, how he can, you know, always fix everything. If Tavo, you know, he's you know, super smart on the ice and you look at his playmaking ability. Wrecker was one I went – uh, back and forth, I was definitely like Marty, but also uh, Yanni because he just wrecks people. <laughs> uh, very on the nose there with that yeah. one. Uh, for Echo, that was definitely one that um, I definitely struggled with there as well. I did end up coming back to Jacob Slavin for sure. Um, and Crosshair, you know, was one like, uh, you know, I couldn't really see anyone like on the actual Hurricanes, you know turning your back on them and whatnot. So, yeah, I kind of looked at former Hurricanes and, you know, the one that, you know, has been the villain for the Hurricanes as of late has been Eric Holla. Obviously, you know, he got traded and his – he didn't uh, have an inhibitor chip in his uh, brain or anything <laughs> like that, but, you know, he became the villain. Um, and for Omega, you know, I just got to throw her in there. You know, with Marty being record, Omega has to be Emma. Like, there you go. Yeah, it, it just happens. It just has to be. Yeah. No, I think I, I think yeah, I think that's a great pick. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I knew you'd uh, get a kick out of that one. Um, no. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's... <laughs> yes. Uh. And I'm assuming you are looking forward to Friday with the new episode of the Bad Batch as well. Yes. I'm hoping. Um. I know we saw him in the trailer. I'm hoping we will see, uh, Captain or Commander now Rex. I guess sooner than later. Oh man, that one's that one's gonna get me. It, seeing him back in the uh, Clone Wars animation style, huh? yeah. Oh, that one's gonna get me. I know it. Um, and then of course, still waiting on the teaser trailer for the Kenobi show. I want it so bad. Oh, that's that, that that's that's gonna be. There, there's so many different things that they can realistically give us in that show that would just be so awesome like the flashbacks with Anakin and Obi-Wan with their Clone Wars armor maybe like flashbacks to Satine all of that yeah that that's gonna be that's gonna be a gift for Star Wars fans for sure oh yeah I I cannot wait to see them in the Clone Wars armor and uh, you know for a second I was you know thinking like bring Rosario Dawson in as Ahsoka for the show but I'm also like Ahsoka would be a lot younger then so they'd have to find someone else um yeah definitely more like a teenager to do that one yeah and the way the timeline and every like ahsoka crossing paths with obi-wan like in the current really oh yeah that wouldn't happen doesn't fit in yeah yeah definitely like in a flashback sequence there of course uh but yeah i know that's show it's gonna get me revenge of sith is my favorite star wars movie if you want to get really specific the fan uh four hour cut where it's uh revenge of sith and yes. the final arc of the clone wars just oh man that is a religious experience i have watched that yeah my uh my brother downloaded that off reddit and sent it to me i watched it last year it's because it's even got you've got like your little like um they threw in like the like 2003 clone wars battle of coruscant thing mm-hmm. too so you get like all of it yeah that no that thing is perfect oh yeah i absolutely love that and uh, one thing I also love is the fact that the Kaniacs have raised over $11,000 for Emma and her family. They have are almost to the point of getting them full season tickets, so they will be at all home games next year. 
So thank you to all you great, huge Kaniacs that donated to that. Um, and thank you, Andrew, for coming on the show today. Yeah, we're, yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes, um, and I look forward to having you back soon. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the next series and not the hurricane season as a whole, but that is just something we'll have to see then. Yes, I definitely I will be very interested to see how these games in Tampa play out. Yes, and where can all the great, huge, locked-on Hurricanes Kaniacs find you? You can find me on Twitter at A-S-C-H-N-I-T-T-5-3. Uh, you can follow Canes Country at Canes Country. All of our stories, podcasts, everything else are, are tweeted out there. Definitely be sure to, to just go to canescountry.com, check out the site. We have a great team of great writers, a lot of great content there. So definitely I would encourage any Hurricanes fans to come check that out if you have not. Yes, and we actually have one Locked On host that writes for Canes Country, and that is, of course, Sarah Avampato of Locked yes. On Kings, Locked On NHL. Um, so you guys definitely got to go over there, support Andrew, support Sarah, and as always, follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast and follow my own personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96.